tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer. Webinar is now streaming live. It's working. Yeah, I'm getting good at this thing, guys. I'm getting good at this thing. All right, so so, so are we going to call this Mastering Mitzvahs? I think we should. Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 53. From the great outdoors. From the great outdoors, doing it on Zoom remotely because who knows what state of the world we are in right now. Dylan, I love it. You look like a real radio host, like you got the cup of coffee or whatever's in <laughs> I don't know what's in there. But we'll he, he has the, the face for radio. <laughs> That's right. I, I've been told that before. Um, this is my homemade Nutella cappuccino. Nice. In my, in my vision Disney mug. I know you, you know you can't see it. but Is there any my, uh, adult influence in there at this point? No, man. I don't need no influence. <laughs> I am the influence. Nice. So for that, that's the next episode. We're going to bottle Dylan up and put him in your drinks. So, hey, man. Uh, I'll be the taskmaster here. Make sure we stay on task. And uh, man, is there even a task at hand these past couple of days, Mike? I don't, listen, I I didn't know what day of the week it is, but everybody's uh, got tasks. But I feel like, yo, this is good, man. I like seeing you guys like this. This is cool. I feel like we're doing something, making a movement. Mm-hmm. So listen, Jordan, you had the idea. So why don't you spit it out? What do you think today? Yeah, well, actually, quick shout out to Andrea Hecht. Uh, it was a great idea. We're gonna talk about the wow factor today. Uh, happy, fun, exciting. You know what? Let's turn it back up. Let's talk about events because. You know what, guys? They're still happening, and they're coming in, and you know we got to find some cool stuff to do, right? That's it. And and listen, the wow factor. I I'm wearing this shirt for a reason. Uh, I mean, chances are I woke up with it on, but uh, <laughs> it's possible. Mitz mitz for shirts are great. You know, sleeping attire and uh, he has all of them. I I've been doing yard work today, so it works well. But you said wow factor, and I looked down, I saw this shirt, and I said I got to keep it on for a reason. Right. Uh, Josh's bar mitz. One of the one of the last ones I did, uh, you know, before this whole Corona thing, had so many wow factors. Uh, right. But the, the biggest thing was it was a <laughs> hockey theme party, and Josh is a uh, was he on one of the top hockey teams in the state of New Jersey. Right. And the family said, "How do we do hockey? You know, how do we tie this in?" And we brought a hockey rink to his party, and I mean that was a wow factor. There's now, something I mean, like let's call it what it is. You're walking into an event. You know, you got your food, you got your dancing, you got all stuff going on. You expect to see a on hockey rink so i I, no. <laughs> I was speaking with a client earlier today and i actually brought up this party right. because you know wow factors are, are are the memorable things and you know i'm gonna do a little side tangent here but you know I, i'm geez i'm 41 years old so i how many years ago was i going to bar mitzvahs uh 27 years ago 28 so years? much math um infiltrating the grand marquee bro but listen, here's, here's, here's the moral behind that. 28 years ago, I was going to bar mitzvahs as a guest. I never thought I'd be entertaining at them. But which ones stand out in my mind? And, and there's two that stand out in my mind. Of all the bar mitzvahs I've ever gone to, uh, the rest, I hate to say, kind of blend in with each other, but two that had a wow factor. One was on a boat. We was a spirit in New York. We, we cruised around the Statue of Liberty uh, as a bunch of, you know, can I say J-O kids? I, I had a sense of myself. As a bunch of jerk off kids. Kids can be jerk off sometimes. Okay. So 
as a bunch of 13-year-old Kirchhoff uh, <laughs> kids. Call it what it is, bro. We, hey, we, at this point, who's going who's gonna to stop us, really, right? Yeah, it's true. So, so <laughs> we were throwing plates and tables and chairs overboard because... You could. We could. We could. So, listen, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, I guess that's not what made the party so memorable, <laughs> but the fact that it was on a boat and it was different. And the other one was the dancers at the party were... MTV dancers. I mean, when MTV used to play music videos, probably before Dylan's time. No, I was there. I saw that. I remember when R. Kelly released like a couple music videos, and it was a big premiere, and they stopped all the, the regular programming. I was there. Don't 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 don't, don't belittle me because of my age. We're not even allowed to play R. Kelly these days. <laughs> Great, Dylan. But uh, Dylan doesn't know MTV The Grind or, or uh, was it Rich Knees or, or what was the guy? Eric Knees, bro. Eric Knees, the original. Knees. Yeah, yeah. The original. His dancers were dancers at the bar mitzvah that I went to in Long Island. So. Uh, you know that to me, those are wow factors. So well, uh, again, before media and everything, like, where could you see celebrity style, you know, people um, with that? You know what I mean? Like that was a really cool factor that they brought in at the time. The Long Island mitzvah. So go, go figure. So I, I mean, either one of you take take the ball next, and I mean, think about a, a recent well, party you did with a wow I'm factor. Gonna, what I want to touch base on a little cameo from Haven in the background there. She's making her little rock star debut. I like that <laughs> um, in her Moana outfit. In her Moana, and we'll talk about the spelling on the next podcast. Of yes. <laughs> That's a whole other issue. So the wow factors are cool. And Mike, you touched on a really great point, but I feel like the idea of a wow factor, people think that it also has to be, you know, a tangible piece. It has to be, you know, a, a big enhancement. It has to be a, a fun food station at the end, something to physically wow their guests. But, you know, there's different types of wow factors and what you can make impact. You know, Dylan, you want to take this? I think, I think that... It doesn't only, so when we talk about wow factors, a lot of it comes with big pieces like decor or the way the DJ setup is, you know, looking a certain way. Right. But a lot of the wow factors that I've seen to be super successful really came in the procedure of it, like a special way to do a grand entrance or a way to bring to life a, a first dance um, right. or first dance for a wedding, uh, maybe a father-daughter dance for a mitzvah. Um, I remember growing up, I, and this is going to be, is like, it would be cheesy now, but there was costume. You got, you got that Minions background rocking, so we're, we're great right now. Uh, or, I, what is, I have Moana here live. You've got the Minion. <laughs> you know. we're, we're trying to bring some happy into an otherwise very unhappy time. People are impressed that I have at least a, a small, clean part of my kitchen going on here. So there's a lot of good things that are, that are happening between three of us. It's great. So... <laughs> I remember growing up, the dancers did costume changes that was related to the song or the style of music. Now, if we ever did that, it would literally be like thrown back out at us. But I'm saying that that was something that was small and unique. And impactful. That time. And impactful. Mm -hmm. Very so impactful. Really I, think, I think my point here is that it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be in the... Uh, interactivity and in the engagement of it it doesn't have to it's in the execution right um, mike why don't you talk about um this is more for weddings and I, i'm only thinking weddings because i had uh one of my wedding clients tune in um but this is definitely translatable for a first dance or even a montage talk about that um personalized audio because mm -hmm. that is a wow factor that costs little to no money in some cases it can be included in packaging really easily and it's something that honestly is is as wow as it gets when it comes to something that's unexpected and something that will mean something to the guests as great, they leave great pull dill 
I, I love that. I'm going to piggyback that with one other wedding related, but um, the personalized audio, what we do is we take your first dance song and we embed your voices. And th this actually is very transferable to mitzvahs too, because we do it as parent dances too. Um, I was thinking even montages too. Yeah. Um, so you, you take your song that you, you want to have with your parent or with your, uh, your, your new significant other, um, your new husband or wife. And you embed your voices. So you go to a sound studio. We have uh, Corey, who's one of our DJs, is an audio engineer. He has his own studio. You literally record about 60 seconds of speech, how you fell in love or you know, why this is the world's greatest mom or dad. Um, this gets recorded and embedded seamlessly into the song that you're doing that special dance in. Um, it, it's a magical moment because it's a surprise. You know, we, in the case of a wedding, we suggest that it's a surprise for each other, meaning you know, you know that your significant other recorded, but you don't know what he or she said. Uh, but it's certainly a surprise for your audience that, you know, it starts with the uh, MC, you know, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Here comes our bride and groom with their first dance. And next thing you know, their voices come out. Like, in, and people start looking around, like, where's that coming from? And, and within a couple seconds, they quickly realize, oh my God, this is cool. Like, this is pre recorded. And uh, you hear the story of how they fell in love. It's, it's awesome. Um, I so, always suggest, I'm, I'm sorry for just a second, but I always suggest that the videographer gets a copy of that audio and embeds it into their wedding video or, or mitzvah story as well. Great. Yeah. So the way that it can be translated to any event, I mean, you can do it in a specialty dance, but I have seen, I've suggested to families who maybe were on a little bit more of a reserved side uh, who wouldn't necessarily want to give like a stand up speech or a toast. Let's talk about just the parents aspect for a second. That's a great way to give your speech or toast, embed it into the montage, you know, in the backgrounds of all the photos. I mean, you're talking about a wow factor, a wow moment that has nothing to do with the decor or the ambiance. I mean, this is something that's real. This is wow in its nutshell, right? So I think that is- yeah, And that's uh, a really great point too, Dylan, just to, to piggyback onto both of you guys, actually. The cool part and what you're inadvertently doing is you're freeing up more dance time. So this is a way to actually embed it rather than your host having to, take another minute or two to, you know, call mom or dad up and then they got to grab their speech and, you know, and they got to make their way up and then they got to wait for everybody to be quiet. This can run seamlessly onto the back end of a montage. You're talking maybe like earning yourself another 10 minutes on the dance floor, which is. I, th I think Dylan, you're onto a genius item right now that, I mean, we're, we're basically building a new item right now. Copywriting but, it right here. It's copyrighted. Oh my God. I mean, look, it, it, you know, <laughs> if we could figure out the, the, the perfect name for a montage with the toast together and, a toast dodge or something. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. Cause you, what, what is a montage? It's, it's 10 minutes of music, but how much better would it be if there was parents speaking? And we've seen some exceptional montages from some of, you know, the, the best videographers out there that we know of and shout out to John Seiler who does this, but you know, when you do an interview style montage where you interview family members and now you're talking, yep. That's where that, I was going with that. That is there's your wow factor. So let's dial it all back to the art of a wow factor. Inter interactive montage piece. Yep. Yeah. So I, let's talk about a montage. So I, um, you want to be a wow factor? I will never forget the single best montage I've ever seen. Shout out to Jamie and Michael Cohen. Their, their daughter, Mia, had one of the most amazing montages that I've ever seen. They had their videographer go out and interview their friends like um, – like you would like a 30 for 30, like an ESPN type of thing, like a 60 right. minutes type of thing. 
and everything that they said lined up with what was going on in the montage. They did interview style. They did like uh, well, the look like it was pretty like the lower thirds, all that stuff. It was it was amazing. That's cool. It was amazing, and I will never forget that montage because it was like dubbed over with like a voiceover artist. It was one of the most entertaining montages. Like even my staff, who has seen a hundred thousand montages, was like just drawn to it. They were just loving it. Well, I'll tell you, and, and too, Dill, like that's a great way too. With our, when we tell our clients that you have probably about ten minutes of attention time during a montage, right before people are like, "All right, we get it. That's cool." This is a great way to i know for people to stay refocused i know if it, if it was a montage like that i'd probably be tuned in like like i would with a movie or a tv show like a little bit more just because it had direction it had a theme it was scripted out you know yep yep so, I, jordan i'm gonna give you a throwback do you remember the giuseppe family oh my god dude yeah bro. michael Back michael and Lori, right michael and Lori giuseppe yeah man they put they, they actually did their montage was one of the best I've ever seen. And that was at the time. I, th I mean, it was years ago. This was that, 15 years ago. That was before explosive was explosive. I think, I think, or, I think the internet maybe just started being called the internet. Like, <laughs> but it was cool. Like the same theory. Um, obviously now with the, you know, advances in, in the way our, our industry is in tech and you know, like the, the possibilities are astronomical. Well, I mean, I mean to, to cliff note it, right. I remember, uh, God, I wish I remember the son's name right now. Uh, do you happen to remember, Jordan? Corey, Mike Giuseppe, and I don't. I don't. Right, well, let, let's for we'll conversation sake. Let, let's let's say it's Joey for conversation's sake. Um, but and hopefully they're not watching. <laughs> you know, we, when it was actually an entrance video. Excuse me, it wasn't a montage. But you know, uh, we asked everyone to focus their attention to the TVs, and you know, all of a sudden there's Joey. Uh, you know, waking up as if it's his bar mitzvah day and he goes into the kitchen. I'm pretty sure TVs at that time were Jeff Scott. Shout out to Jeff Scott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he goes into the kitchen to, you know, uh, you know, get ready for his, his breakfast, you know, before his big bar mitzvah. And there's mom making pancakes and dad doing his regular thing. And nobody realizes it's Joey's bar mitzvah. And then right. you know, Joey goes in his brother's room. His brother didn't want to be bothered. His brother, you know, was playing with his friends and, you know, Joey gets on his skateboard, skateboards down the road and, you know, ends up at the temple and the rabbi pretends to not know who he is. And the long story short is it was a bad dream. And, you know, he woke up and he says, Oh, thank God it was just a dream. And the dream being that everybody forgot his bar mitzvah. And then all of a sudden Joey skateboarded into Kathmandu and that was his grand entrance. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Entrance videos. I mean, I've seen them. They're probably, you know, one in 10 events do an entrance video. Um, I know that, Loria visuals in the Philadelphia area does a lot of really good ones like where they theme it where it's like oh we are practicing for basketball and then all of a sudden the the Rocky theme song comes up and you're you know doing your Rocky dance all the way into the into the the mitzvah like uh into your entrance so I've seen it a lot um and it is absolutely a wow factor if it's unexpected but I know in the Philadelphia area entrance videos like it's like one in 10 events that we're doing entrance videos. So I'm not necessarily saying that it's uh, an incorrect wow factor. I just said, it's gotta be done with tact and with wow in mind. It can't just be running the same circuit. And, and, and to add on to your point, Dylan, if it is being done right, it's not cheap. So you are going to put your, you know, you're putting some money, you know, I've heard people like, you know, spending three to $5,000 on, on some of these things just for an entrance or just for a montage. So like, 
again, you know, clients like a little nugget. If you are going to look into this uh, as an option, don't get uh, scared over sticker shock. It is something that if they're going to, if they're giving you, um, if there's some money, some weight on that, on that enhancement alone, just dive into it. Ask them exactly what's going into it, but it, it can be justified. Well, all right. So, are there inexpensive wow factors? I mean, that that might be. Yeah, bro. iMovie. Okay, so hold on one second, because uh, we have a lot of great interaction going on on our side. So, and because there is a delay, let's just pose it out there for you know the industry vets that are watching and our clients and our families and the guests of events. Yeah, if you don't mind dropping in, you know, a comment of a wow factor that you've seen at an event. That'd be super helpful. I know that Big Daddy was on here earlier. Uh, I saw um, Nate Nelson on here. I think one of uh, one of our competitors at the Philadelphia area, Ethan's on here. So if you got a wow factor, drop it in here because it's only helping everyone here. Um, all right, continue. <laughs> well, no, it's a great topic, man. We could literally speak on montages for days. Let's take a hop, skip, and a jump. Let's get into the dance floor. Um, maybe some dance floor wow factors, ways we can activate. Um, take it away, one of you guys. Mike, you got something or you want me to hop in? You can jump in too, whatever you want. Okay. Um, how about when Joey talked in a British accent the whole time? Bro, Joey. I don't even know if it was British. It was a angry pirate. Okay. Okay. So the news director, it was epic. I, I wasn't, I wasn't the coordinator on this. Mike, I think you had this one. Uh, talk a little bit about how the talent plays a portion into the wow factor. Cause that's big. I think. Uh, Mike, you're muted. Mike. Mike, you're muted. Come on, man. Sorry, hey. I'm out. I'm outdoors. I'm trying to block the wind. Do you guys yeah. hear the wind coming through or no? No, you're good. Uh, so, up on that keyboard, don't you? Yes, yes, yes. All right, thank you for saving me, Dylan. Um, that party still haunts me. I have to say, you know, like, bro, I am so angry. I wasn't like within a five mile radius of this event. The, the reason why I say haunts me is it was the <laughs> hardest event I've ever done, and it. It, it was so complex and you know, I'll, I'll say that we did it on a budget and maybe that's also what made it so hard is you know, I think I personally held the role of three or four people that day. And well, you know, it, it was a little beer budget with, you know, crystal kind of vision. Yeah. So, I mean, huge shout out to Joe. And that's, that's where you're going at with it, Dylan, is that Joe became an actor that day. Joe did not, he was, he was 10 times more than any MC. He was, an actor in 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 his vocal approach, his attire. Uh, he, I mean, he had several costumes through the day, and uh, I, God, I give him such credit to not only be able to host the party in a professional manner, but also to be able to act out the God ten different scenes that the host. Like, you're literally hitting like six topics that we talk about regularly. This is another example of talent working its way all the way through your roster. Like obviously Joe is a rock star MC is great, but the client had no idea that he is an accomplished actor. Like he does love doing this stuff. Like, you know, pretty much jumping up on stage and ad libbing and performing like that. That's his wheelhouse. So that was kudos to us as a, as a brand for knowing that when they came in there with that idea, knowing that Joe was the perfect fit, you know what I mean? From the get, I don't think we, we really pitched any other MCs based. I mean, granted, uh, I could have done it. You know, Dylan, you could have knocked it out of the park. I think we were both booked out, but I, and I know Joe was available, but like he was the match. So there was a lot going on to where the, I think we as a brand knew what that event needed and also the, the, um, the client being flexible and actually telling us, you know, Hey, here's what we want. This is our vision. 
Okay. So I think that that hits the point home where, you know, the client had a very specific vision and they wanted to implement it in the talent range. Right. And everyone, it was like super well received the way that Joe used accents and costume changes to act out a vision and a scene that accomplished the theming of the event, um, which I think is just huge. Um, You you wanted to hit dance. Sorry to cut you off, Dylan. No, go ahead. Point made or? No, uh, keep going. You know, you want, to, you want to talk about dance floor uh, uh, items that have a wow factor. I mean, the party that the Nick City dancers come in, you know, or, you know, 76ers dancers come in or... Harlem Wizards. Yeah, I mean, those, those shows will Mini call... Kiss. Yes. Th- those are your wow factors. Like, out of nowhere, something major happens on the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah, um, so the Philly Fanatic, um, I've had the Mummers do um, grand entrances. Right. I've seen um, uh, living statues uh, as like tables for um, cocktails. Um, it's funny, this is actually an Adam uh, White's, uh, an Adam White's project. Uh, him and I actually partnered years and years and years and years and years ago on an, a rock and roll themed event at um, one of the downtown facilities where he hired one of his actors to dress up like uh, a member of Kiss and literally play guitar as if he was a rock star during cocktail hours. Like those little, those little pieces of talent as it pertains to your theming, I think is where you're going with it. Um, But in terms of the dance floor, yeah, having those external pieces like a Philly fanatic, like a Harlem Wizards show, I've seen um, the dunk squad for the Sixers or the Eagles drumline come in. Um, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, I we think actually, um, go a long I way. Made a, a Sweet Sixteen uh, a couple years ago, years back. Um, the theme was Alice in Wonderland. Um, we did a whole Alice in Wonderland theme from lighting and costume and design. But I actually used our female motivators, all dressed in you know one is the, the Queen of Hearts. Uh, you know, as uh, you know, um, all the different iconic pieces, Alice, and just you know, very like uh, fairy tale, fairyland kind of look. And we made them living centerpieces on the table. So they actually stood in on the tables and would take different frozen poses um, to kind of embrace the theme. And that was something that was very cost effective for us because all I did was use my personnel, my team. So, my, you know, so for vendors, people listening to, it's a great add-on idea um, yeah. for any, you know, anybody that's listening as, as, a, as, as an event pro too. Jordan, that very same party had such a cool grand entrance. If you remember the box. Oh yeah, you were my DJ. Yeah, uh, it was it was, actually, <laughs> it was it was a sweet sixteen, not about mitzvah, but or was yeah. no, it was a sweet sixteen. But the but the, 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 the guest of honor came in on a giant bubble, yep. and no, nobody knew nobody knew what this was. But she was in this six foot bubble that wheeled in, and this Cirque performer had a leaf blower basically attached to it, and it kept blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. And as the bubble got bigger and bigger and bigger, it poof, it popped, and there she was confetti flying all over and she appeared inside this bubble really cool reveal super dope intro so let's talk for a second about some of the um lighting techniques because you guys got my mind turning about um alice in wonderland i did a a disney themed mitzvah which i was all about you guys know um but we had uh the moving monogram and my 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 buddies over at pro gobo hooked this up, right? Where the, it was basically a huge projection onto the back wall of the venue. And really it was just blank. It was like a blank projection um, where you can see the wall, but out of nowhere, every like 15 minutes, Tinkerbell would fly across the projection of the wall and write out Mazel Tov, you know, Happy About Mitzvah or something along those lines and then just disappear. Like so sick, that's amazing. And that idea came from 
uh, a buddy of ours, Jeremy Breck, right. uh, DJ Jer, who did an Alice in Wonderland theme where he had programmed a light to fade around the room and be the Cheshire Cat smile that would just come in and out and appear randomly throughout the room. Um, where it's like, you don't see it unless you are just in the process of noticing it. And then you're like, wow, that was cool. And then you show your friend, hey, did you see that? And then it's like a waiting game, but then it happens again. So when we did the animated monogram, all right, we had this huge wall. It was probably a 25-foot wall that we used our short throw projector on. And the wall was blank for the most part, except for the every 15 minutes, Tinkerbell would run across and spell something and picks it us. So that's a wow factor. Again, it's not that expensive. That's what Meister's on that, man. Nice job. Yeah, yeah. Pro Gobo, um, Meisters are out of Orlando. I mean, I've shared a room with Dave and Kate. They are the dopest people in the world. Really cool. If you're an industry pro on there, you're not getting your Gobos from these guys yet. Wake up. Yeah, Steel Gobo, Glass Gobo, or these projections. Um, I know that our buddy, uh, Ethan Mazer, it's funny, he worked with me for a little bit. Um, we did his bar mitzvah, mm-hmm. uh, but Ethan has a company um, in my area and he's talking about projection mapping is just a huge wow factor. Um, it, it's, it's dope. It well, is funny, dope. Man, the mapping end is, is actually really starting to become super trendy now. I, you know, we've been messing with it, Mike, for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Like back and forth. Um, that's a great uh, showpiece. Um, it's, becoming, it's becoming more and more available too. Yeah. Like the technology was so expensive two, three years ago. And now we're getting closer to be able to just, you know, inexpensively project onto the cake and right. project onto the floor like they do at the, 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 the games, right? Right. Yeah, it's cool. Um, awesome. Um, so I got a, a cool topic to, to chime in on it um wow factors as as enhancements let's talk photo booths so i've been kind of preaching this um probably over the, the past six months or so that i'm, I'm starting to see and i'm just getting back from the photo booth expo that i was at in las vegas before everything got crazy um last month was awesome um to see all the product all the technology the way everything's moving for the most part though the photo booths as a whole are all kind of pumping out the same end result, the same product. You do all your social media from it. You can post all your pages. You could have a print if you want to print. You could print, uh, you know, the, the three pictures as like the Coney Island or the, you know, the four by six print. They all have the same capabilities, long story short. So the wow factor or the enhancement, I'm guessing now, and what we're finding and what we're having great success with as a brand is creating a shell or an experience or, or as Mike, like you like to say, our experience walls or our experience zones um, are areas that we could activate the photo booths with. So now it could be any sort of open air photo station, you know, whether it's an infinite or it's a salsa booth or whatever you're using, have that be the hub. That's great. But then, you know, let's create something around the theme, Uh, you know, these swing sets and, you know, all these different designs that we're coming up with. I think that's a great wow factor because it's a double it's, it's wowing your guests are like, wow, look at this cool interactive piece that I get to be a part of that's going to help enhance the day, but it's also decorative. Like you're, you're decorating the room now. So, you know, you're taking a 10 by 10 zone or a 12 by 12 or 15 by 15 and you're throwing something super dope there. And now you don't have to worry about that. That's an area of the room where you're like, cool on to the next. So I think the tip to pull away there is the packaging of the product, the packaging of the actual product. So I can throw five different chocolate, you know, candies in front of you and you're going to pick the one that is the most appealing in packaging, right? You got Snickers? No, um, you got Snickers back there, bro. If you got Snickers, I don't even need them. All right. Well, if I told you that they were on un- unbranded chocolate, that's just the idea is that the packaging goes a long way, right? Um, 
So, you know, Jason uh, Keats is talking about like a TikTok booth because TikTok is the wave, right? Like, so really it's the packaging of the booth. And really what that really is, is a, is a video booth that you can brand to be the TikTok where all you do is you have and a, basically a dead- think about what are you really doing? Yeah. Like you're really just taking TikTok and making yeah. it a, a large, larger scale and you're doing the same thing. It's just branded. Right. It's cool. So it's really in the delivery method because all of our photo booths do a lot of the same functionality. Right. Let's talk about- And they're, the, and they're great booths. The photo stations are awesome. Yeah, but let's talk about the fact that we did the, uh, the Tiffany booth and then repurposed that one to a storefront, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then we repurposed that into a DJ booth. I mean, Mike, you wanna take that one? Uh, can, can I go a different direction for a second? I, no, I'm no. Hot, hot on this right now. <laughs> no, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, bro. It's if, if I get the microphone, then I, I you know. I'm, I'm sorry, just, I called on you. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking here, you know, we're talking about. Yeah, wow I'm just going to jump in like this and be like, hey, like that's. <laughs> yeah, just jump in, bro. <laughs> but listen, if we're talking about wow factors, I think the wow factor starts with a theme, actually. You know, okay. How, so there's, there's places too. I like where you're going. I get the, it. He, you know, Jordan, you start talking about photo booths, and, and the wow factor starts with the theme. You know, there's. I'm gonna say there's no wow factor to a sports theme. There's no wow factor to candy or colors or initials or you know. And there, there's ways. There certainly is ways to make these parties spectacular correct but but I, I, I think you're saying not that it's not a wow factor it's just that these are the topics that we see used and, and reused used oh. used and abused probably okay. um, nicely saying i mean there's nothing wrong with it i love okay. it but <laughs> maybe i shouldn't air somebody's you know unique theme but i'm gonna say it anyway um we have an upcoming party and the theme is hall of fame just all things hall of fame sports music you know just any type of hall of fame that is unique and man we are going to have such cool things that we can do with this because as far as i know it's never been done before um that to me is the wow factor and and when you 28 years later when you look back at the mitzvahs you attended you know that one probably will stand out because how different it was and it wasn't that you know look dancers wearing referee shirts nothing new about it i'm sorry to say you know, it's been done over and over again all across the country. Um, but, you know, the true wow factors are the parties that are just unique from start to finish, from, from the second you get the invitation, geez, this is a cool invitation, to the second you get back in your car as you're leaving the party and like, what the heck did we just experience? That is your wow factor. Love it. Yeah. You know what? And while you're doing it too, and Dylan, I'll let you get to your point in a second, but while we're talking about all these wow factors and not airing out people's themes, let's talk about keeping your wow factors a bit of a secret too. I think that just comes down to the planning and processing. I mean, you got to know who can execute this thing and who is in the need to know. Right. In every in every single case, your MC should know. Right. I, I can't think of a case in which the MC should be on the outside. Right. Uh, Except that one time when I emceed on my birthday and they brought out a cake for me. Like we've all been there, bro. You got like, That's awesome. I, I, got, I, got a, I got a cake on my birthday. Um, so I, that was a surprise to me. But Interestingly, um, the decorators, decorators, invitation people actually are, are kind of sworn to secrecy in a lot of cases. Well, that's the thing too, is that, you know, like you just said it before, you know, how many baseball themes, how many football things, like, you know, how many dance themes, colors, we see these. Candy. You know, all the time it's hard to you know have a have originality so when you get something that's gold keep it internal yeah so i think that the people who need to know it are it's important 
Um, like if the bat mitzvah girl or the bar mitzvah boy or the wedding couple, uh, wedding couple, that's a different story. I don't know if we talk about that one, but for the, for like the, the mitzvah guest of honor, um, if they're not supposed to know, then ensure that your coordinators know not to bring it up in the meetings. Like I have a whole section. What's your, what's your, actually your position on that? Like, I like that. I, you know, like if there's a way that you can, you know, sometimes you're watching a montage for a guest of honor and the montage goes, it plays through, it's awesome. And then at the end, there's that little Easter egg and all of a sudden it's a cameo video of like, you know, a celebrity or like, a, you know, a basketball player. Like, okay. What, so I, have a, I have a very, I have a very specific take on it. We should never do anything to embarrass our guests of honor. Correct. Okay. Um, that's weddings. That's mitzvahs. That's sweet 16s. Um, that's just a life statement in general. You just, you just don't embarrass them. But when it comes to doing things cool like that, yeah, that is something that you can keep from the, the guest of honor and it'd be a wow factor in that point. And, and I think that's important. Um, it's a little bit more of walking on eggshells when it comes to weddings because for the most part, the bride and the groom are totally involved in the planning. Yeah, both of um, them, right. So like, I, I don't know if we would, if I would necessarily recommend that, but if you want to surprise your kid, that's fine. But I, I do, I, my personal take is there should be nothing that's embarrassing to them. You know, look, look, look our, our, our sister company total. Uh, I mean, they, they have some of the wealthiest of all wealthy clients. And when Fetty Wap shows up at a party as a surprise, there's your wow factor. You know, that's true. That's true. Right. That's yeah. I mean, I'm working too. I'm like, yo, I'm sitting up front and yeah, yeah. I got to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, having the celebrity appearances, those are all easy, but I think my, my main point there is what you asked is, should you keep the guest of honor in the dark about it? I say within reason, if it's okay. going to embarrass them, even if it's a, like, and you can vet it. Like I've seen families vet it among the kids, friends, um, or, you know, other family members that know them well, like, I just think it's really important that we do not embarrass or put them in an awkward position. Right. They should feel like a total star in every right. And if they're quick to be embarrassed or quick to, you know, lose focus or attention, then within reason, we got to make sure that we accommodate that. That's my point. All great points, man. Great points. Mikey, I'm going to throw this to you. Um, thought process on, you know, wow factors. Obviously you're putting stuff together. You got some cool ideas going. Um, you know, what? would you say as far as when you're putting stuff to the clients the actual theme like what should what should where should you put all your energy toward like where do you not want to lose focus um maybe some easy layups like a lot of people are hearing the wow facts like man this stuff sounds like it could cost you know a good amount of extra money you have any like off the cuff stuff that's kind of like a no-brainer relatively cost effective that can you know level yeah. you up? yeah i well i think just creative thinking and you know we've done i can think of two to three parties in the last 10 years that I've been with you that, you know, I will say simplified the menu in regards to cost, but themed the menu. So if you're having this sports themed party or tailgate or whatever, you don't have to be serving filet mignon, you know, serve cheeseburger sliders and, and mini cheesesteaks mm -hmm. and, you know, have a French fry station, uh, you know, uh, you know, Dylan, do a chicken and peach station. You know, if we're doing a Philly party, these are cheap foods that will allow you to save your budget from what would have been gourmet foods. You know, you expect sushi, you expect filet mignon, you expect all these high-end foods. Um, put your money then towards the theming. And, and these parties that we're talking about, uh, you know, Matt Mania, as an example, had 
these incredible food stands, but it serves very simple food. Um, the decor came into the food stand. You know, you, you literally walk down the turnstile and you got a tray with paper plates, but that all played into the theme. It, they didn't need decorative chargers and, you know, all this it's expensive the same way you'd time. get food if you went to Prudential Center in Newark, you know, like yep. a big yep. event. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the food needs to be shit, but right. it, it was fun. And, you know, the guests, how, at, at 90% of parties, you see adults going to the kids' buffet and getting chicken fingers, right? Right. So case, many. In this case, <laughs> the adults are encouraged to eat the chicken fingers. So, I mean, Jordan, that, that, that is an answer to your question, and it's the first one that came to my mind. But um, are, that, that's cool, too, because a lot of, you know, again, you know, for those guys who don't know, Mike has, a, you know, his, his background is in catering, you know, before he was ripping with me and doing his thing, like he was a very accomplished caterer. And uh, that, that's just great, like food advice. That, that's great, man. Here, here's another one. The, the venue itself, um, Dylan, I think maybe tomorrow, if we didn't have this Corona thing, you should have been at a, a day camp. Otherwise, it's going to be next week. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, a day camp is going to be a less expensive venue than doing it at a country club. Right. Uh, but the theme of the party is camp and you were doing color war activities. So that is a very cost effective yet super unique party. Right. I was, I told you we got to get it filmed. Like this color war themed event that we were doing uh, supposed to be this weekend. And now uh, it's obviously postponed to the future. Uh, it was going to be so amazing from the touch point of getting on the bus they were split up into teams. Color War was breaking. Like, they were showing up to a day camp. They instantly had to change out of suit and tie that they were wearing in the service into Color War regalia. Like, our dancers were then hired to be camp counselor and Color War generals. Like, everything we were doing. And we still had the Hora planned. We still had the montage planned. We still had the candlelighting planned. But everything was geared around the fact that it was color war, it was camp, and the presentation of it. Like, we weren't going to be in regular suits. We were going to be in whatever you would wear at a camp. And in my background of, of being at camp for, you know, 23 summers, I couldn't have thought of a better experience. And I was looking forward to it. I was bummed that we had to reschedule. Um, so, Jordan, you wanted to call this the art of wow factor. I mean, the art starts yeah. with the art starts with finding the right venue. Then, right. you know, then... Well, actually, I'd say it's probably picking the right theme. Once you have the theme, then finding the right venue. And, and then the, let the puzzle pieces fall in place. You know, this, this Color War party may or may not have a montage, may or may not need an entrance video. All you need is this platform. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> you but, know, like, that's, that's really what it breaks down to, too, guys. You know, for those of you guys tuning in, whether it's Facebook Live, we're going to be putting this up, you know, on, our, uh, on iTunes, Spotify, um, for our actual, you know, podcast for the week. Such a great platform, man. And having like the three of us chop it up and having new guests on and always keeping it fresh is what it's all about. And being able to like kind of, you know, piggyback off the entire industry for some cool topics. This is a, this is a great resource in itself. I, I would say so. Um, all right, guys. Uh, final thoughts because we're coming up against the, uh, the hour marker. Well, final can, thoughts. And Dylan, um, you, can, you can cut your music video that you got going on back there. Don't, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, it's like I, rock and roll. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm blown away by your changing backgrounds. This is great. What well, hold on. I got all right. So, for, well, if you're recorded, you can't. All right. So, thank you for coming to our TED talk about wow factors. Uh, last minute thoughts, final takeaways. Jordan Marshall, go. Nice. Uh, final takeaways. I would say don't if you don't have the idea and the theme and the wow factor 
in place yet, that's okay. Um, I, I would kind of get your ducks in a row as far as, like you were saying, Mike, you know, figure out the venue, figure out what you're looking to do, the number of people. S simplify this because this is such a broad topic. We could literally talk about this for like five hours if you wanted to. You know, there's so many different details and ways you can approach a wow factor. I would say kind of tailor it back, take a deep breath and, and get your bearings. How many people, your venue, um, you know, what type of party are you looking to throw? Is it like, hey, you know, hotel party where I know all my guests can go upstairs if they have to put their coat down or, you know, change an outfit. Or maybe it's, you know, uh, like you said, a summer camp, something completely different. I know that, you know, my son is more gamey. He's not really into dancing. You know, you got to figure out your vibe first and, and what you're dealing with as far as your family and your friends. So I think what I'm getting out of that is uh, it doesn't have to be forced. Correct. Let it, let it, let it start rolling, right? Don't jump at the um, first thing. You don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. Do your research. Contact your other professionals, your friends. See what your friends did. Get your bearings. Yep. All right, uh, Mike, final thoughts. Final thoughts are along the same lines of Jordan. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing, but I'm going to take that to the budgetary decision. And, you know, we're, we're in the conversation right now with somebody that wants an amazing photo booth. Uh, they want an absolutely amazing photo booth, but in their minds, they know that they don't want to spend more than I'll say $2,000 on a photo booth, which is pricey to begin with. But to customize this photo booth is probably going to be 3000 plus. Um, but I could tell you, and I, I wonder if this person is listening, I suspect the same person is going to spend a thousand dollars on a cake. Now I'm saying she definitely is. <laughs> I'm saying for the sake of this podcast, forget about the cake. If you want this photo booth that's going to be so unique, forget about the cake. Take that thousand dollars and put it into the budget of this photo booth. Or, or the cake at this point, honestly, it could be from Carvel if you're going to do this photo booth. The, the cake's not important. It, it, I not, would love that. It's not important, but if you're doing that, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. One hundred percent. The cake would be important if the theme had made sense with it. But uh, you know, why spend? And, and my best friend owns a bakery. And shout out to Ralph in Normandy, but. You know, he even tries to talk his own clients out of spending thousand, fifteen hundred dollars on cakes. It's, you know, let's look for for that price. You could get three extra dancers. You could get your sparkular introductions. You could get this, you know, entrance video you're talking about. Um, you got to look at the whole platform of what you're spending and what's most important. And and not to knock any of the industries, I think a cake is very important to some people. And then spend your money there. Uh, if if uh, you know invitations are really important, I was listening. To, I think it was yesterday, actually, Dylan, uh, on our cast. We were talking about people sp spending you know seven, eight, ten, fifteen dollars per invitation. That's great if it makes sense, but maybe to some people, spend zero on invitations. Do a website and mass text. Look, you need that money. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to spend fifteen dollars on an invitation, and you've got, I don't know. 200 people you're inviting right. from doing fast math, there's $3,000 of something that actually gets thrown out, you know, where, where we're talking about a $3,000 photo station. Uh, I mean, uh, that, that I could probably talk about this topic forever as well, yep. but uh, it's, it's splitting up the pizza pie of your budget and putting the slices where they need to go. All right. So my, my takeaway from that to put it simply, cause that's what I do uh, is Ask yourself, why are you spending money on this? And is it important to spend my dollars here? Your budget is important to you as well as it is to all of your vendors. Do I need this slash want this? And what purpose does it serve for my event? Right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Can, I, can I end with 
look at the item and say, if this is not there, will it be missed? Got it. Yeah. Really good. 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 Yeah. You know, if that cake wasn't there, we'll guess, we even realize that there was no cake. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, all right. So let me, let me try. All right. My bow is um, wow factors happen organically and creatively with the right people in place. So make sure that you have vendors who you are willing to listen to and take advice from. Yeah, lean on your and, pros. And, and, and really it'll all kind of bring itself together. And you might not even plan for a wow factor and a wow factor may exist. It's something as simple as crowd surfing or organizing a dance during cocktail hour that happens later in the event. Like it's just a matter of the creativity and the professionals that you have in place. Absolutely. So Absolutely. with that, Sign off. Well, guys, Mastering Mitzvah is another episode. My man, Dylan Weissman, Mike Langsner, Jordan Marshall. If you guys have questions, comments about this episode or any episode, we're actually going to start re-releasing all of our episodes next week. Starting next Monday, uh, if you haven't had a chance to tune in to Mastering Mitzvahs yet, we're going to be re-releasing all of our episodes. Catch you guys up. It's a perfect time to get the bug out there. No pun intended. Get you guys rocking and rolling, thinking about your next big day and whatever you have coming up. Get those ideas rocking and rolling. So it's been a pleasure, boys. Awesome. Peace. Have a great one. See you next time.